Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA. Uniting sports fans everywhere, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Everything that has transpired since Leah was diagnosed with cancer has really been inspired by God. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. As a man of faith, man, it's just confirmation for me that, you know, that's what's real. Bringing you high-energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. This is about, like, the Lord's blessed opportunity and, and becoming, you grow and you learn things. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Glad to be with you today. We've got a loaded show for you, and we're going to hear from two awesome guests. First up, Seth Curry from the Portland Trailblazers will join us to talk basketball, but also his journey, his faith journey, and and, and his journey in the NBA. It's a little bit different than his older brother, Steph, and, and so we're going to hear all about that. And then also, later on in the show, we'll be joined by former NFL safety Leonard Wheeler. He was at the NFL Combine, and so we'll get his thoughts on that. And then he's got uh, a lot to share as well because he's a busy guy. He's a speaker. He's an author. He's a performance coach, an executive advisor. He's an NFL executive director and an NFL transitions coach. And, and so we've got plenty to discuss with him. And, and so a little basketball, a little football, and then... At the very end of the show, we always do our segment, Unpack This. And this past week, I was at an event uh, in Charlotte with Coach Dabo Sweeney and, and had the, the opportunity to, to talk with him briefly and then hear him speak to a crowd. Uh, it, was, it was for FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And, and what he had to share was so inspiring. And so I wanted to tell you a little bit about that. Uh, later on today and and really my big takeaway from watching him listening to him and and even talking to his brother uh one word really stood out uh to describe coach Dabo so we'll get to that in just a little bit as well but up next Seth Curry will join us right here on unpacking it on sports byline USA and Sirius XM channel 211 Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm really excited to be joined right now by Seth Curry. He played his college basketball at Duke and is now a guard for the Portland Trailblazers. He's had quite the basketball journey, and we're going to unpack his story and his faith journey here on the show today. Seth, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, we we appreciate it, and of course, you guys are, are gearing up for for the playoffs here uh, in the next couple of weeks. And and this week, uh, Charles Barkley actually declared the Blazers uh, that you guys are going to the finals, and then Kenny Smith agreed. So so, what has the team made of of that, those comments, and and how confident are you guys at, at this point in the year? 
Uh, I haven't even heard that yet, but uh, <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a lot of predictions going around. We're playing good basketball right now uh, at the end of the season. I mean, that's, it's always good to play your best basketball towards the end, end of the season heading into the playoffs. And honestly, we're just trying to, to, to get to the playoffs, play well that first round, and, and see what happens, man. We know it's the West is stacked. You could beat anybody. You could lose anybody. So, uh, I mean, we're, we're locked in right now to what we're doing every day. Yeah, well, so what makes this Blazers team special, though? This is your first year with the team. What, what have you kind of learned about this team? Uh, I mean, it's a good team. It's just that we're a team. We, we play together. We got a lot of unselfish guys. We got a deep team. We added a couple uh, new pieces recently off the buyout market. Um, and like I said, we're, we're playing good basketball towards the end of the season. So uh, everybody has their role. Everybody's locked into to winning here. And that has always happened in the NBA. So uh, we're lucky to be a part of this team right now. Locked in for sure. Seth Curry, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, and so th- this is your first year in Portland, and it's coming off of a, a season last year where you were injured and, and have had to come back from a, a leg surgery. And, and so what has this season been like for you personally, and, and what was that, that journey like getting back from the, the, the tough season-ending injury last year? I mean, first of all, I'm just blessed to be able to get back on, on the floor every night, you know, get, get back healthy, try to get my rhythm back as the season goes along after being out of years. It's tough, you know what I'm saying, come to a new team, a new environment, also just trying to get my game back after missing that entire year, like I said. So um, I'm learning on the fly. It's been ups and downs, but like I said, I feel good, healthy uh, right now, and uh, I'm uh, continuing to get better, playing better as the team plays better. So uh, it's been a good learning experience, but uh, hopefully uh, – this year is my first taste of playoff basketball, and I'm excited about that. That that's right. That would be huge. So so, what was that like though for you? Now looking back at last season, where you're having to watch from the the bench because you're you're dealing with an injury, and there was some uncertainty about the injury. Then you have to have surgery, and, and you know you're out for the year. What you know? How, what did that do to your just kind of the the mental side of things? Your your faith? How was it tested uh, during that that challenging season? It was a rough year, honestly. I mean. Uh, like I said, it was uncertainty about the injury. I, it was a weird injury. I could have came back last year or, or not, just depending on how, how fast it, the stress fracture healed. But, uh, I mean, it tested me in all areas of my life. Like I said, uh, I tried to stay mentally strong and mentally locked into my rehab throughout the year and, and, and know just trust that I'll be able to get back out there and get opportunities to, to get back on the floor. So, um, it was probably the toughest year of my, my career for sure, just having to sit out and, um, but I mean, my hard work paid off just to be able to rehab and, and working out throughout the summer when I was able to get back on the floor. And um, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun to be back on the floor this year. That's right. Being able to bounce back and, and land in Portland. Our guest right now is Seth Curry. And, and I want to talk more about your, your journey to the NBA in, in just a little bit. But, but I was thinking about it. So you, know, you grew up around the NBA. Of course, you watched your dad, you watched your brother, and you had an understanding about the league. But but when you started your your own career, what was the biggest surprise, or or was there anything that you weren't prepared for or that you weren't expecting beforehand? Uh, I wouldn't say there's any surprises or anything I wasn't expecting. Like I said, I've been around the NBA my whole life. Uh, growing up, uh, my dad playing 16 years in the NBA, and then watching my brother uh, get drafted to the league and just um, watching his progression. But I had a different journey. I had to earn my my way every every step of the way from college to to the league, you know what I'm saying, being uh, lightly recruited coming out of high school to having to play in the G League and, and wait for my opportunity to, to prove that I'm an NBA player. 
uh, that was the biggest thing. Just just be having that patience and and knowing that I belong in the NBA, but just waiting on my turn to to be able to go out there and prove it. So it's just a matter of uh, perseverance and and self belief and 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 strong faith in and and that I get the opportunity. So uh, that, it was it was a different path from what my brother experienced and my father experienced. So uh, that was that was the main uh, experience that that I had to 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 grow with my own career. Yeah, because yeah, you didn't follow that that same path, and so we're we're gonna get into that that next segment and and kind of go from the the D League all the way to the the Blazers. Uh, but before we get into that, I, I had to ask you about this. The All Star Game was in Charlotte, and you know it was fun to see you and and your dad and brother a part of all the festivities. Even your mom was probably the star of the weekend. But but before All Star Weekend, you ended up getting engaged. And and I'm a sucker for a good engagement story. So so what can you you share as as far as uh, how you uh, proposed to your now fiance? Uh, I mean, it was a private thing between us two, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, that that All Star Weekend with someone me getting engaged and having my entire family around when I was able to do it um, and experience that whole weekend back in the hometown, Charlotte, with the three point contest, All Star Weekend. It's it's a, it's a rare occurrence that the entire family can be around each other during the season first and foremost but to be able to do it on a big stage and represent the city of charlotte and hopefully uh the right light and kind of be the unofficial host of the weekend was it was a lot of fun and a very special uh time for our family a lot of memories that we'll carry with us for the rest of our lives so it was it was it was great for the nba and and our family to to all have that experience yeah, man, to to wrap in an, an engagement into the uh, the experience in Charlotte that that's that's really cool. So what yeah. what are you uh, excited most about just being engaged and and thinking about being married? I'm excited about it all, man. So it's like continue to grow my family and um, and just learn on the fly. To be honest, just try to experience this this whole uh, life with the, the growing family and and I'm gonna see my brother get married at a young age and and do everything the right way. So. Uh, I, mean, I have great two great uh, role models, my dad and my brother, just how the way, way to lead their families, and, and just trying to carry on that legacy. You know, what I'm saying it's, it's it's very special time right now. Very cool. Well, I'm happy for you, and congratulations. We're joined by Portland guard Seth Curry, and and he's had quite the journey to the NBA, and and he alluded to it a, a little bit. But but Seth, I, I want to really just kind of hear your perspective on on just an incredible kind of persevering story that, that you've experienced on your way to the NBA. And, and I even want to go back to college because you, you spent one year at, at Liberty. What was the experience like for you to, to have to go through the transferring process and then the redshirting process before really being able to step on the court at Duke? It was a, just that a learning experience, you know, I'm saying going from low major basketball at Liberty, having a great experience at Liberty University and having a great freshman season to uh, unexpectedly just transfer to to the biggest basketball program in the country at Duke and being on that huge stage and just preparing during that real start season to um, to play at Duke was, I mean, it was, it was fun. Honestly, that was the year we won the national championship, helping those guys prepare and practice and, and get better and all that. But um, that, that that year off, red shirt touches your, your mental toughness as well. I mean, you gotta lock into practice every day, and you have a year of not being able to court, but it's not a year off. It's a year of seeing to work on your game, work on your body, get better, and and hopefully hit the ground running once you're able to play. So, uh, I mean, uh, my experience at Liberty and Duke was was magnificent. Something I want to trade for the world. 
So when you when you look back from a from a faith perspective, how did your faith grow during college? How was it challenged during college from from your time at Liberty and at Duke? Um, honestly, growing up my entire life, I went to Christian high school, Christian college, my first year at Liberty. So uh, going to Duke, where it's it's not obviously not a Christian school, um, that tests you. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a different experience, different environment. Uh, it's, it's a matter of sustaining your principles that, that I was raised on and, and grounded on and, and my faith and sustaining the word and, and being mentally strong and, and things like that. So um, it was a, definitely a learning experience to definitely prepare me for, for life after after school and, and being strong. But, I mean, like I said, it was a great experience going to Liberty, transferring to Duke, and uh, I learned a lot at both places. And we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more from Seth Curry right after this here on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And we're back right now on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Our guest is Seth Curry. He plays college basketball at Duke and now is a guard for the Portland Trailblazers. And and so in regards to your time at Duke, of course, Coach K was was your coach. What what impact did, did he have on your life and, and on your game as you look back at your, your time at Duke? Oh, he had a tremendous impact. To me, the obviously the one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time, but the best college basketball coach in my opinion. But I mean more so off the floor he teaches you about leadership, you know what I'm saying, about hard work and and bringing the team together. That's the biggest thing. Just bringing everybody's individual goals to to bring it together and, and make one goal, which is winning a national championship. So um I mean every every day I think back on something that he he taught us in a practice in a meeting in a, in a game and uh I rely on that to get me through the day or get me through a practice. So, uh, I mean, Coach K has had a tremendous impact on, on my career and life. Is there a, a line or a saying that, that does pop into your head most often that, that, that you could share today that maybe would even be helpful or encouraging to, to somebody listening? Um, I mean, one thing I always think back on is we used to always say, well, you can have the, the, the wrong mentality. I mean, you can have, you can have a, a good mentality, but it could be the wrong mentality. So you you be trying to do the right things, but I mean, if it's not built into your to your long term goals and things like that, it can be leading you down the wrong path. So uh, he used to always tell me to write down my goals and and look at them every day, put them in my locker, put them in my bathroom, and and work towards that every day. So uh, that's something I still do to this day, and and I mean, I think it's benefited me thus far. Yeah, doing doing the best thing. That that makes sense. Seth Curry with us here on Unpacking It. And so, all right, so you spent time at, at Duke from 2010 to 2013, and then you un- end up going undrafted. And and so what was that experience like for you, and, and how, how did you grow from that experience of, of not being selected into the NBA? Uh, I just had to, to change my mentality. I mean, obviously, I, I feel like I, could, I was an NBA player. I could play in the NBA, but I knew after not getting drafted, it was, the the journey would be a little bit tougher to get the opportunity. And uh, for me, I mean, I just love to play the game of basketball. So um, a lot of people can can have struggles in the D-League and trying to work their way to, to get into the main stage, which is the NBA. But 
for me, I was just another opportunity for me to play basketball every day to work on my game, to um, to prepare to play the point guard position, which I didn't do much in college. So, um, I like to say I just try to persevere, be patient, wait my turn, and I knew the opportunity would come, and when it did come, to get a ten day or a sign of contract to to play in the NBA and to get the opportunity to make the most of it. And, and that's that's what I did. So it took me a couple of years to get that first opportunity in Sacramento in 2000, I think it was 15 or 14 to to play. And and when I did, I feel like I was prepared for it. Yeah. So so take me into that that season of your life though, where where you mentioned you're in the D League and you're kind of going back and forth because you are getting some opportunities, some 10 day contracts, Grizzlies, Suns, and and kind of you know bouncing around a little bit. I mean. As much as you love basketball, you got this goal, you've got this dream to get to the NBA. So, so how tough was that, and 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 how were you able to to persevere? And and what role did your faith play in that? Yeah, I was I was playing well in the D League, playing against guys who came down from the NBA and continued to play well. But I mean, like I said, when I got those ten days, those call ups, I wasn't really getting an opportunity to get on the floor. So it's a matter of getting to a team, but then it's an opportunity to get out there and play significant minutes to prove yourself. So. Uh, once I got those teams, I really didn't get opportunities, so it was tough. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was days I got down. I, I honestly didn't think I would get opportunity to prove myself, but like I said, it's about perseverance, uh, staying strong in my faith, and knowing that. I mean, if I get the opportunity, make the most of it. If not, everything will work out itself the way it's supposed to work out. So for me, it was a matter of having fun, playing in the G League, working my way to get the opportunity and, and like I keep saying, just prepare myself for when I, when it does happen. And I can only control what I can control, which is uh, my game and, and being prepared. So that, that's, that was really my mindset throughout those two years in the D league. Man, good stuff from Seth Curry here on unpacking it. He's a, a guard with the Portland trailblazers and, and they're gearing up for the playoffs in the next couple of weeks and, and really having a, a great season. And, and so Going back, so you, you make it through the, the, the D-League kind of back and forth. The, the Kings give you a chance, and then the Mavs give you an opportunity as well. And you have a great season in, in 2016. How, how did things click, and, and why did they, they click in, in Dallas the, the way that they did to where you, you finally felt like, all right, I'm supposed to be here, and, and, and things are starting to, to, to make sense for me? Uh, I mean, honestly, I came in as a prepared to play a backup role, but in Dallas, but I mean, we had a couple of injuries to to the starters, and a lot of young guys had the opportunity to come in and play significant minutes. I started probably half the games I played in Dallas, and I've got consistent minutes, and I played well consistently. I think I was, like I said, I was I was groomed. I was ready for, for the opportunity to, to play the point guard position, play the two guard, and be consistent. You know, so I, I feel like I showed flashes during my time in Sacramento, but to really stick in the league at it, showed that I was consistently do those things every night. And, I mean, the coaching staff there is great. And Rick Carlisle and his guys who put you in a great position to succeed. And, uh, like I said, I was, I was prepared to, to make the most of it. And it was a really fun year for me. Definitely. So then, then we, we talked about earlier the, the season-ending injury that took place last season and then, then being able to, to overcome that and, and end up with the Portland Trailblazers this year and, and, and having a nice, nice season contributing with them uh, off the bench. And so uh, just a, a cool journey. And so I just want to share that with our listeners today, Seth. So I, I really appreciate you, you sharing that because oh, yeah. I, I think a lot of times you know, fans don't realize what goes into get, getting into the league and, and staying in the league, and it's, it's not always easy for, for players. So, so cool to, to yeah. hear. 
And and so kind of as we as we kind of wind things down a little bit here with Seth Curry on unpacking it, uh, I did want to ask you just about about growing up and you know we hear about your your parents and and they played such a, a big role in your life and it's cool to to still see them so involved with with all that you do. Um, but from a a faith perspective, how important was their influence on you growing up when it comes to them demonstrating? what it looked like to, to follow Jesus and, and to make that a part of, you know, the, the, the Curry household growing up. Oh, that, I mean, that was huge. That's, that's who I am. That's who we are. And our family is a faith-based family who, I mean, we had my mom wake us up early in the morning before school for daily devotionals to uh, set our values and have our minds on the right things before we went to school every day. You know what I'm saying? It was Our, our family is very obviously in the sports world and into basketball, but, uh, it was it was always God first, family, then then other activities. So I mean that was always the thing. My mom continued to stress to us growing up, and and I think that's that's why we have the same values to these day. I mean basketball is important to us, but it's not everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it's about uh, who you are as a person. It's about your your faith, your your family, and 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 doing the right things on a daily basis. And I mean I think you hopefully see that in all of us uh, every single day. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. So th- then for you, day-to-day, how, how do you grow? What are some, some practical ways that, that you continue to, to, to seek the Lord and, and, and grow in your faith? Yeah, I mean, being in the NBA lives, it's hard to get to a, to a church weekly, you know what I'm saying, try to, try to get that word in, in that sense. But uh, for us, it's about going to chapels before every single game to try to get that word. I think the NBA does a great job of giving you that option if you, if you want it. But for me personally, uh, I try to – Start my day with a a good daily devotional, whether it's on my phone, whether it's uh, daily bread, or just opening opening the word and, and reading a, a quick uh, a quick chapter or whatever it is. Um, it's it's try to get in, I try to get in that routine of 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 getting the word and, and praying every day, so um, so that I have my mind on those right things and and try to connect with God every single day. So, like I said, with this lifestyle, it, it can be tough to to stick to that routine, but I mean that's this is very important to. To your mentality and, and try to stick to who you are. That's awesome. Man, well, let, let's end it right there. And, and Seth, really appreciate you joining us uh, here on Unpacking It. And I know you're, you're gearing up for, uh, for the playoffs, and so we wish you and the Blazers uh, the best. And, and, hey, maybe Charles Barkley's right. He, he's saying you guys are going to the finals. <laughs> so uh, that would mean knocking, so. knocking out your brother and the, uh, and the Warriors. So, so, so we'll hey, see. He's rarely right, but I hope he's right this time. <laughs> that, that's fair. Absolutely. So, so Seth, really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we can catch up again. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Seth. He's Seth Curry joining us here on Unpacking It, and I hope you enjoyed hearing from the younger brother because, you know, so often we, we hear from Steph Curry, and I'm a huge fan, and all that he's accomplished at Golden State is incredible, and, and what he did at Davidson was awesome. But, but I think Seth's story is, is interesting to hear about because – whether he, you know, whether he wants to admit it or not, he, he has been forced to live in the shadow of Steph Curry. Yet, I've, I've read about him and, and, and just heard that you know, he's, he wants to be his own guy. It's about being Seth. And so I really tried to make the interview about Seth. And you know, to have to go through the D-League, or now they call it the G-League, you know, back and forth into the NBA, you're, you're having a cup of coffee, but then they send you back down and you really can't land on a team and then he finally lands in Dallas has a good year 
and then he gets injured and he misses the whole year. And, and so now he's been able to at least get into the rotation, get healthy, and play for a playoff team. And so that's a big deal for him, and hopefully that leads to a, a longer contract and, and continued health uh, for him. And, and how about Charles Barkley thinking the Blazers are going to the finals? I mean, I hope that the playoffs end up having some surprises because with LeBron and the Lakers not making it, I mean, that's really, he's been the storyline for how many years? I mean, every single year it's LeBron carrying his team in the East and then matching up against the Warriors. So having some intrigue, maybe from Portland, could be pretty cool. So hope you enjoyed it. We'll take a quick break. More Unpacking It is next. Sharing the personal side of sports. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. Hey, hey, it's Bryce Johnson, and really appreciate you listening to the Unpacking It radio show each week. But I want to invite you to check out our website, unpackingit.com, so that you can sign up to receive Unpacking It each day in your email. That's right. We send out an encouraging, challenging, inspiring word uh, through email. It's, it's in written form. It's a, a devotional that takes a current sports story, relates it to the Bible. We call it Unpack This, and you can subscribe for free by going to unpackingit.com. It's designed to help you grow in your faith and, and help you understand the Bible better, all with a little sports and some of the cool stories going on in the world of sports. And so we encourage you to check it out. It's for you, and it's about two minutes each weekday in your inbox. Check it out, unpackingit.com, and subscribe to Unpack This. And while you're at it, be sure to subscribe to our podcast as well. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. We're unpacking sports, faith, and life with you today. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well. Be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com, and you can sign up to receive our email devotional that goes out Monday through Friday. We take a current sports story related to the Bible and our own lives, and you can sign up for free on unpackingit.com. Hope you enjoyed our conversation with Seth Curry. Uh, man, pulling for that guy and, and really excited uh, for, for really what he can do in the playoffs to help the Blazers, and they're a fun team to cheer for. So uh, glad to spend some time with him today. If you missed any part of that conversation, you can find our podcast anywhere podcasts are found or by going to unpackingit.com. But let's get to our next guest. And joining us now is former NFL safety Leonard Wheeler. He was selected in the third round of the 1992 NFL Draft and spent eight years in the NFL with the Cincinnati Bengals, Minnesota Vikings, and the Carolina Panthers. He is now an accomplished speaker, author, performance coach, and executive advisor. Plus, he's an NFL executive director and an NFL transitions coach. Leonard attended Troy University. He has a degree in business and psychology 
and another one in communication. He starred in the movie Radio, the TV show One Tree Hill, and has been featured on BET. He wrote a book called Beyond the Locker Room, Developing Your Game Plan for Life's Transitions. Leonard joins us today on Unpacking It to talk faith, life, and football. Leonard, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? Awesome. Thank you so much, Bryce, for having me, man. I'm excited. Oh, man. Well, we're, we're fired up to, to have you and, and great to, to finally get you on the show. And, and you've got a great story to share. And, and so we're going to uh, jump into your, your faith journey in, in just a little bit. But I want to start uh, with what you did uh, kind of the previous week is you were at the NFL Combine. And, and so how was it and, and what exactly was your role while you were there? So first of all, when we go to the Combine, it is through the NFL Legends community, and we are basically there, Bryce, to help these guys and assist them along this journey. One, we've been there. Two, we understand that how important mentorship is. And three, it's about connecting brotherhood to brotherhood. It's about that peer-to-peer model of mentoring to where we are there to just continue to help mold them create a safe haven situation to where if they have any questions, right, they, we make ourselves available to answer those questions for them. Sometimes those questions can be around, Hey, uh, I need to remove some distractions or whatever it may be. We make ourselves available so that they can ask us those questions. Wow. And so what are some of those, those questions like that, that really jump out to you? Sometimes it's as simple as, hey, man, I have this interview. What are some of the things I should focus on? Okay. Or sometimes it might be, hey, look, I'm a little, um, you know, I have a little bit of anxiety going into this situation with the drills. What do I need my mind to be set on? Right. And then sometimes when they're even coming off of the drill itself, they'll come to me and go, hey, how did I look? Mm. Right. And so it's really about keeping their minds focus on the task at hand. It's so important to make sure that they don't create those internal uh, distractions of self-talk that can sometimes easily plague us in those times to, to perform at a peak performance level. Man, no, that, I mean, that's so valuable to, to have you guys there. And, and you mentioned that word mentorship. How important is that to you and, and just the understanding that, that you are a, a mentor to these guys and, and even thinking back to when you were coming into the league, knowing how valuable it was to have mentors in your life? You know, that's a great question because I have a daughter that age and my daughter, she runs track at Georgia Tech. She's 21 years old. So yeah. when I look at these guys, I think about my own daughter who is a college athlete and, and I say, gosh, you know, when I was 21 years old, I wish the NFL had this program for me mm. because what it does, man, it allows you to kind of drop your guard because you have guys that are coming in and you know that they are for you, that they want to play in your huddle and help you win. And so when you have that situation, Bryce, it becomes a perfect opportunity for you to allow people to pour into your life. It's cool that you're there and you're a part of things and you're able to uh, to meet these young guys and, and help them uh, transition into the NFL. And and that word transition is really a, a big part of, of your life and, and what you do at this, this stage of your life and your career. And, and on your website, LeonardWheeler.com, 
Uh, it says that your mission is to help individuals, teams, and organizations to go beyond coping with life's transitions to ultimately achieve their highest performance levels and reach their full potential. And so why is that your, your mission and passion in life? Because I believe at the end of the day, you know, God's purpose for us is to live a life on purpose. But it's not just to live it on purpose, it's to live it with passion, right? And oh, yeah. I believe that the foundation of living life on purpose and living it with passion is understanding how to serve people mm. because he did it better than anyone else. And I believe this, that if we have a heart of service, it creates our vision. It creates our mission. It creates more provision as God provides for us and allows us to pour into other people because we learn how to die to ourselves, mm. right? And we learn how to exalt the Father who's in us, and that Holy Spirit then ignites us to want to be a light to everybody that we touch, Bryce. Mm. We become that lighthouse to speak into the lives of people that we are in front of. Amen. Man, no, it's so strong from Leonard Wheeler. And and so with that, you, you've really focused in on, on you know, helping people in life's transitions, and, and we all deal with it uh, you know, multiple times. Sometimes those transitions are you know, positive. Sometimes they're, they're difficult situations, and we're forced to, to transition when we don't really want to. And, and so what are some of those, those key principles that, that you walk alongside of people and, and, and point them toward you know, the things that you've learned and the things that they can implement to be able to transition well? One is understanding self-actualization, understanding self-awareness, right? And so understanding self-awareness, which means this, where am I right now? Like, where am I? Not just, and it's not rhetorical, really. It's asking a question, where am I? Number two is understanding how to ignite the passion in us, Mm. right? So how do you even unveil the passion for you to be that leader, right? And then understanding what type of leader am I? Everybody's not built the same. Everybody, they don't think the same. So understanding that, you know what? I might not think like you, but man, what's so amazing is that if we come together and understand that our unity and understanding how to create one to serve one another for a bigger cause, we continue to win. Like we continue to win. So it's identifying so many different levels, Bryce, man. That's what makes me excited about doing what I do because I love going into companies and teaching them how to not be over-emotional when it comes to making a decision. Mm. But understanding that you have intellect, but you also need your emotional quotient so that you can make practical, realistic, time-bound decisions. It's good stuff. He's Leonard Wheeler joining us here on Unpacking It. He's a former NFL safety, and and now, man, he's doing all sorts of things. He's a a performance coach, executive advisor, uh, NFL executive director, NFL transitions coach, and he's a speaker and an author as well. And and so great to talk with him today. And and Leonard, we know that that really you know a lot of what you do and 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 who you are is of course is is rooted in your faith. And and so you incorporate that into you know what you speak on and and how you help people and and so that's that's your foundation. And and so as you you know share with us today, at what point in your life did did you really make that that decision to follow Jesus and to build your life? 
on your faith and to pursue him? So I gave my life to the Lord in 1994. Mm. And even in giving my life to the Lord in 1994, I, I was a closet Christian. You know, I was a closet believer to where I wore two suits. I had on my, my church suit mm. and I had on my party suit. <laughs> and depending upon who I was in front of, which that determined which suit I was going to put on. It was almost like not understanding that Clark Kent is still Superman, right? That's right. And so, so when you start to realize that, you know what, Leonard, you cannot separate the father. Wherever you are, there he is also, mm. right? And so when I started to realize that, Bryce, it helped me to figure out what am I willing to live for and what am I willing to die for. Ooh. And, and, and it opened up my eyes, and not only did it open up my eyes, it opened up my mind to conceive and to understand that he is for me, not against me. And sometimes we think we're going to give up something, but what we're doing is that we're gaining something. We're gaining a relationship. We're gaining eternal life. Amen. And not only that, we're gaining a conscience to where the Father says, where two or more are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. And so what happens is when we come amongst believers, right, it, it ignites this dynamite, this TNT that changes lives, man. Mm. And, and so when I go into companies, it's not about me sharing the Word of God because the Word of God is going to come through me. It's about me sharing my belief system and me sharing the standards in which I live by. That's right. Final thought, and we'll kind of wrap this up. You wrote a book called Beyond the Locker Room, Developing Your Game Plan for Life's Transitions. And and so earlier on, we talked a little bit about you know just your, your mission and wanting to help people transition well. As we end things, let's encourage people today that, that may be facing a, a tough transition right now, and, and they're, they're looking for kind of the, the, the next step. They're, they're looking to, to just get through something. Based on your book and just your, your heartbeat today, what's that final word of encouragement to that, to that person? Man, you know what my word would be? My word would be to stand firm. Stand firm with your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel and understand that this that this too shall pass. And what I mean by that is, I don't mean to, 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 to create a cliche here, but what I am going to tell you is this, we have all failed and fallen short. And sometimes we can't forgive others and we can't forgive ourselves. But as we continue to walk boldly, understanding that our faith will be tested, but understanding that through that test of faith, it will create perseverance. And so what my my word of encouragement is, is to stand firm, to continue to push forward. Allow that storm that you're going through to almost act as if the eagle, the eagle runs towards the storm and that storm elevates them over the storm. That, that wind elevates them over the storm so that they can then see better and create a vision for moving forward. Amen. Well, let, let's leave it right there, Leonard, and, and really... Just appreciate you being a part of the show today, and, and I encourage people to check out LeonardWheeler.com, LeonardWheeler.com, and you can find out more information about him and everything that he's got going on, and, and you can keep up with him on social media as well. He, he gives you a lot of encouragement. Leonard, man, great yeah. to finally have you on the show, and we'll have to do this Thank again. Thank you so much, Bryce. A- absolutely, yes, absolutely. So we appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Unpacking it, brother. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
He's former NFL safety Leonard Wheeler joining us here on Unpacking It. Up next, we'll do our final segment, Unpack This, about what I learned from an evening with Coach Dabo Sweeney from Clemson. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. It's time for our final segment of the day. We call it Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. This week, FCA hosted an evening with Dabo Sweeney, the head coach of Clemson. And it was one of the most inspiring events I've ever been to. Speaking from the heart for over an hour, his main focus was about his faith in Jesus and how his life is different because of him. Now, putting coaches on pedestals and expecting them to be perfect is dangerous. But when they use their stories, experience, and platforms to point us toward Jesus, we can be encouraged by them. Dabo shared so many wonderful illustrations and practical wisdom, but here are a few of the highlights. Joy comes from focusing on Jesus, others, then yourself. God turns our liabilities into assets. Standing on a football doesn't provide much stability, just like building our life on anything other than Christ. God has the ability to give us the ocean, but we're walking around with a little bucket of water because we're not dreaming big enough. Now, Dabo gave the crowd a lot to think about. However, what noticeably stood out to me the most was his deep-rooted joy. I talked to his brother before the event, and he shared how Dabo has always had a positive attitude no matter what he experiences in life. Of course, Dabo knows what it's like to win at the highest level in his profession, but he has also lived with little, been rejected and fired, and dealt with death. We can be inspired by the confident peace, positivity, and joy that Dabo lives out with Jesus as his anchor. And we can be encouraged by how he demonstrates what Paul tells us in the Bible— I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So I hope you're willing to unpack that for yourselves and really appreciate you joining me today and hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio.